Hey fellow brain pickers and welcome to episode 133 of Can I Pick Your Brain? This was one of my favorite episodes I have ever recorded on this show. And the reason why is very simple. My guest revealed, in my not so humble opinion, the best marketing advice I have ever heard. And you know what? It's I would I would even say not only the best marketing advice, I think it's the best business advice I've ever heard. I'm not even going to, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what it is coming because this will blow your mind. And you know what I love about this the most is that it's completely not what you think. It goes completely against all the marketing advice you'll ever hear and you've ever heard before. I'm not going to give too much away. I'm just going to say, enjoy. Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to launch your very own podcast show like this one? Don't have the time or patience to deal with all the techie stuff? No worries. My company, Geffen Media Group, provides a complete done-for-you podcast service. We will come up with a great name for your show, design your website and podcast artwork, record the intro and outro, send you the equipment, find you great guests, edit and publish every episode, submit to iTunes and major podcast platforms, and promote your show to our network. So all you have to do is hit record and we do the rest. Your voice needs to be heard. So head over to geffenmediagroup.com. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers. Welcome to episode 133 of Can I Pick Your Brain? My guest today is charmingly offensive. In fact, his offensive charm has opened up doors for him with some of the busiest executives at top brands like Red Bull, Pepsi, and HSBC, to name a few. John Buchan got wildly drunk one night and sent a cold email to marketing directors at some of the top brands. His email shouldn't have worked, but it did. In fact, it was a complete game changer. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with John Buchan. Hey, John, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you, John. I feel like this is going to be a real enjoyable episode because I feel like we've got a lot in common in the sense that um, you are the charmingly offensive guy, right? You, you seem to get away with being offensive because of your charm, right? Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say offensive. Uh, it's uh, The term charm offensive is... Um, means to uh, charm a particular group or uh, so you hear it in politics a lot on the news mm -hmm. such as sort of uh, uh, Macron uh, unleashes charm offensive on Trump so it's uh, just a way of being charming so I I'm not contrarian or polarizing uh, ah. other than I like to write informally in business but uh, I can get away with it a lot using my idiotic sense of humor in business <laughs> uh, so if that's offensive to some people uh, then then maybe it's certainly a counter to conventional uh, business wisdom uh, that's for sure so let's dive right into how this came about you were you got yourself madly drunk one night right and then you decided for who knows why to draft sales emails uh, to yeah. some of your potential clients while you were drunk right well I was desperate I uh, so I used to work at digital agencies in London for a long like about five or six years mm -hmm. and I worked my way up to the top 
uh, and I realized I don't think I'm going to be promoted anymore because mm. the next layers up, you know, and I'm still, I was still quite young and I thought I could do this better myself. And mm-hmm. I started an agency with my brother and, uh, in the first year it went really well, but then all of my word of mouth work dried up. And I realized like, oh, it's really easy to close deals when you've got a great salesman handing you warm leads and mm-hmm. coming along with you and closing. And I was like, oh, God, I really don't know how to open leads cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I dealt with that. The only way as a Brit I knew how I got blind drunk and then for some reason decided to write this cold email. And I realized I have to make this different because I get cold emails offering mm-hmm. me digital marketing, even though that's what I offered. Mm-hmm. So I knew what everyone else is sending. And um, I never studied copywriting in my life, and I just wrote what came into, came to me in, in that state with no inhibitions, which was the most honest thing I could write, and it used all kinds of joke formulas and absurd okay, so humor, I wa- what and, I that's, do, that's, and it got amazing results. So what I want to do, John, is I want to dive into that, and I want to rip it apart, um, because as a podcast host, I can really relate to this in the sense of from a being pitched to recipient part i get emails every single day with people trying to pitch themselves to get on my show right and whether it's an individual trying that on their own whether it's a va uh, on behalf of someone or whether it's an agency trying to get their client on my show and i could tell you i turned down probably 95 percent of the pitches because they're all crap it's all the same cookie cutter like Hello, I love your show. Yeah, you didn't even listen yeah. to it. And they yeah. mis- misspelled my show. They're like, yeah, I love your show. Um, uh, I love to pick brains. It's not called I love to pick brains. It's called <laughs> Can I Pick Your Brain? Get the bloody name right of the show before yeah. you pitch me. And it's the same old, same old, you know, oh, uh, my client has an award-winning blah, blah, blah. He wrote a great book. I don't give a damn about yeah. your client's book, okay? So, <laughs> so what I'd love to do here is get really practical. As a marketer, what? Let's start with what do you normally get? What What did a, a typical email look like? Um, you getting sure. pitch marketing? Well, uh, obviously, there's, there's a few levels, so we can ignore the very bottom level, which is just the stuff that's automated or not even good English. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's obviously not going to work. The next level is watch what's what. If you if you search for best cold email template, you will find blog after blog after blog, and I've gone hunting uh, trying to find one that's actually decent. It's right. all the same, like. Uh, structural, functional, keep it to three sentences because apparently business people have no attention span whatsoever <laughs> and can only read two sentences. Uh, don't use humor. Uh, find some bizarre point of context that you've made up like, oh, you like kayaking. I did that once too. <laughs> right into a pitch. They're just all like, and, and I think this advice happens and then another blog repeats it and another, another one and another one and yeah. people start to think it's empirical. Yeah. And uh, I've learned that the uh, confident assertions of others are by, by are not empirical by any means. Mm-hmm. So instead of you write those emails that start with oh, my client did this and we have X and this yeah. X feature and it's just why are you trying to sell your whole uh, every single feature and benefit to me in the first email? Whereas that first email is to make a good first impression mm-hmm. and get someone to hit reply. And uh, I think that's how we, we differ. And yeah. uh, I, I decided to just write the most honest thing I could rather than what was expected. What was it? So get, get, can you, do you have the email in front of you? Would you be able to read it to us? I, I can remember pretty much off by heart, but I okay. will get it up uh, on the screen as well, just in case. Just yes. And what I want to do while, while, while you're doing that, for those of you listening to this as well, um, this could be applied to any type of outreach. I mean, whether it's reaching out to people on LinkedIn, I mean, 
God, the amount of LinkedIn messages I get on a daily basis with people going, oh, hi, my name's Peter. Thank you for connecting to me. Well, I didn't really, yeah. like, you know, have a choice. You kind of, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I kind of hit okay, but yeah. geez, I mean, I don't need an award yeah. for that, right? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'd love to tell you about uh, my new yeah, service that I offer to people, blah, 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 blah. And it's yeah, like throwing yeah. up all over the place. I'm like, I don't know you. You've, you, you think, and here's the funny thing. What they try to do is it's almost like when you say, I don't mean to be rude, but you know that someone's yeah. going to be rude. Like, hey, <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but you're a fat old, like, it's, what the heck? It's, it's like the, uh, the term, no offense. No offense, but yeah, a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. no offense, you yeah. absolute swine, right? But, so they come in with this, like, you know, I'm so glad that we connected on LinkedIn, and I love your podcast show. Okay, now we got that out of the way. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, the it's hell? like... Uh, the anonymity of the internet allows for this kind of discourse. Like, you'd never do this in real life, I don't think. Where no. <laughs> uh, my, my version of this is these emails that start with this ridiculous question, like, do you, uh, greetings, uh, <laughs> dear uh, Daniel, do you have problems navigating the ever-changing world of social media? Like, I can't even say it without doing it in that stupid infomercial voice. <laughs> Like, everyone's writing emails like this, yet no one talks like this. At least no one I hang out with. Right. And uh, that's what you find. And I don't know what it is about... Uh, I, I, am, I don't know what it is about people in business that they get to a keyboard and they just completely change. Right. And I think part of that is the advice that's out there that tells people to write in this way. Uh, and I think that's bad advice. Yeah, and do you know what also... I think it's also laziness. I think because yes. you can send a bazillion emails in one go, well now with GDPR, whatever it's called, you know, you're going to have trouble with that. But because you can literally mass message people, so we yeah. kind of forget about the fact that we're messaging human beings, so we kind of just hit it off and boom. Um, yeah. And it's like a numbers game, right? Everybody says, it's just a numbers game. If you hit a billion people, you're going to get 1%, which is whatever it is, right? Um, and it doesn't work because every single person's a human being and we want to be interacted with like yeah. humans ultimately um so i think that's part of it it's just laziness um and like you said people are are learning from the quote-unquote experts out there giving away this advice um and it kind of it's, also like you said before as well the internet we kind of get that anonymity anonymity right yeah, um nice. and i find that when people get into cars it's the same thing that happens <laughs> you get into a car yes. you know it's perfectly sweet old lady in a you know, in the street she's so sweet you know uh we'll call her helen she's so sweet and she gets into her car all of a sudden get the f out of the way and say what the <laughs> what happened to you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like when you are in your car you act completely differently because you don't see people as humans you see them as pieces of yeah. metal it's like get the hell out of the way i'm gonna right it's yeah. so funny it's a similar thing yeah and and, and i think um uh, to add a, 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 a more positive uh, reason that people do this is I think maybe part of it is they want to show respect, mm. but I don't think showing respect has, I don't think it is to show respect to have a really bland, robotic, boring approach. Mm. I think that's what people think they might be doing or a portion of them, but I don't think you have to sacrifice uh, your personality or genuineness or uh, by, to show respect. I think mm. you can show respect and uh, not right in a way devoid of all human emotion. <laughs> yeah, it's like the people who wear suit and tie to a meeting, and because otherwise, if they don't, then you know there will be no deal on the table, and that that doesn't exist anymore. We don't live in that world anymore. Yep. You know, people walk in yep. with the flip flops and t-shirts and shorts, and they're doing million dollar deals with with big yep. companies 
life, the world has changed. The world of business has changed. We're not suited and booted anymore. We don't really care yeah. about all that plastic, cardboard, wooden and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah it's because it's a, it is a veneer. Like it's, uh, I believe all of the, uh, Amazing inventions, uh, it, you know, on the internet and in technology, have not come because the people that were doing them were wearing suits. Uh, yeah. That that had no, uh, you know, that that did nothing. It was the, the the wisdom inside their brains that did that, and they can do that wearing flip flops and a hoodie. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get to the email. That's exciting. I know sure. people are listening to this. They're going, just give me the freaking email already. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this. Right, so this is, uh, if you search for, I will read it out, but if you search for, for the hashtag found the ferret on Twitter, you'll see tweets from people from years ago that have scanned in my uh, letters. So it's the same copy as I sent in an email, but I started sending it as a direct mail piece okay. and then following up with an email just to increase my response rates. Found so I'll, uh, the ferret. If you search for found the ferret on Twitter, you'll see this and I'll read it out now. Okay. So greetings, Daniel. You've never heard of me. Hi, I'm John. I got your details from a list. Gasp. But hey, at least you're list worthy. That's got to be something right. <laughs> Okay, let me get down to brass tacks. I'm writing to you from the office of Render Positive, a highly creative marketing and advertising agency I run with my brother Gary and a team of 20 people far more talented than me. <laughs> For over five years, we've run our own amazing agency and we absolutely love it. It's a wonderful feeling to know we're not ripping clients off and we are producing the best work of our lives. We're looking to win the new clients over to our side and away from those evil, okay, maybe not evil, but not as good, <laughs> other agencies. If you let me have a chat about your digital marketing needs, uh, I will buy you lunch or coffee or tequila shots and promise to be somewhat entertaining. Oh, if man. you're lucky, I may even wear a top hat. First off, <laughs> I'd love to provide you with some ideas you're free to steal. I have included a sticker containing a ferret, containing a picture of a ferret that has been dressed up. According to the internet, his name is Colin. I trust this will charm you into submission. I await your profanity-filled response. Have a splendid day, John Buchan. Wow. And then there's the sticker attached. <laughs> and the sticker is obviously of a ferret. Yes, a ferret with uh, bunny ears on, and uh, the hashtag found the ferret and his what? account at Colin Ferret. It's highly creative. But why a ferret? Why not like I don't know anything like a goose or whatever? No, like, you know. uh, no reason. It was literally the the humor is in the humor in it is that there's no clever reason for it. <laughs> it's just completely absurd. Completely. Uh, just the uh, <laughs> I'm just assuming that this technique is going to work. I trust this absurd sticker is going to work, and I'm right. going to. Uh, get, I'm going to get a response from you. Uh, that, that's uh, and for the the great approach, the great benefit of this approach is the people that reply are going to share my sense of humour, mm. and they're really likely not going to be the type of person mm. that's bland and stern and say things like "You should be more professional" with yeah. a hint of parody. I'm not going to. Uh, they disqualify themselves, and that is a useful feature. Oh, that's brilliant! You see that right there? So interesting because it's so important to work with people that that you get along with. And that, honestly, for me, when I get on a call, a sales call with someone, um, I could tell within the first 60 seconds if it's a fit or not, because, you know, if we can have a laugh in the first 60 seconds, we can make a joke about something. I know that this could be, a, this is going to be a great fit. But if, if it's so formal and kind of like, well, you know, I had someone on who, well, can you send me a brochure? I'm like, oh, for freak. Yeah. I'm not saying no brochures. Go back to 1986. All right. You get a brochure. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a brochure then. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'll send you by fax. <laughs> oh my Lord. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if, if I was to summarize that email with one word, it'd be yeah. cheeky. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's what that's the kind of thing that I feel like, um, in a way, really gets people far in life because you're almost being like a child, right? Where you yeah. you, you 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 get away with it because it's not 
offensive going back to yeah. what we said at the beginning it's not offensive it's cheeky and yeah. you know it's it it kind of reminds me of my dad if i if you don't mind me saying sure. um my dad he got away with everything <laughs> like we would, we would go into stores and they would have okay so this is going to be really funny but i'm jewish um yeah orthodox jewish and and so my dad is also orthodox jewish so he wears the kippah you know on the head and and he looks jewish right with the nose and everything else and we went into this muslim um uh, a store like you know a store owned by yeah. muslims and of course you know there's there's tension unfortunately with jews and muslims in certain respects so when he walked in there you know you know i can't i felt un, you know kind of a little bit uncomfortable because you know you and my yeah. dad within the first like minute he walks up to the the cashier and he goes do you want to hear a really funny muslim joke and, and I, i'm literally standing there like yeah. pissing myself yeah. are you mad what are you doing yeah. but he yeah. does it with this cheesy grin yeah. this childlike yeah. playful he doesn't mean any type of harm or any type of no. offense he's right it's just pure just him being this childlike innocent and he tells this joke and this Muslim guy is just laughing away and then of course all the workers in there are laughing and they're gathering my my dad the next thing I know for 20 minutes they're both sharing Jewish and Muslim jokes and it's <laughs> amazing it's amazing right and it's all it all comes down to really this childlike innocence that you just just playfulness yeah. and yeah that's Sorry, it gone. yeah go on yeah, no, you... so I, I could go through um uh, each element of this of why this ladder works so I've, yeah. I've, over the last year uh, well the last few years but especially the last year since I've started the Facebook group uh, obviously I've had to analyze this copy and lots of other copy that I've done uh, so I can go through it but before then I'm probably gonna tell you the oldest uh, Jewish joke oh, in the on. world probably gonna groan at me, <laughs> it's the only one I know and I, I laughed at it when I heard it I actually heard it as a Bitcoin joke and then I was told it was originally a, a Jewish joke which okay. is um a father a son goes to his father uh, can I borrow uh, twenty dollars? And the dad goes to the son. What do you want ten dollars for? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure that's a super that's old funny. one, but anyway. that's funny. Yeah, it, it, but I, I actually heard that joke with Bitcoin. That's the funny thing. So it's funny that it, yeah. it started out Jewish. Yeah, that's when I saw it as well, yeah. and then someone said, "This is actually an old Jewish joke," and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that makes sense." Of course, it is. A lot of things start with with a Jewish thing, and then it obviously it evolves. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Before you before you you take apart that email, because I'm really sure. fascinated by this stuff. Um, very into human psychology and how how why people tick and what makes them tick and what makes things go viral, right? And um, and if you know how to do that, if you know how to really, you know, get people to take action and get people to respond, I mean, like you, 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 you can do anything. I mean, you could sell anything to anyone. Yeah. Essentially, that's power. That's that's yes. tremendous power. Yeah, um, the, the right words in the right order to the right people can get you anywhere, anywhere. in life, almost anywhere. Uh, the right time is the hardest one. If you can get that as well, then yeah, you're yeah. absolutely made. Well, that's but yeah, luck. It's, it's amazing what you can do with mere words. Yeah. Uh, you can achieve a hell of a lot. So before you take that apart, though, tell us about the response. Because you know, some people listening to this are like, okay, funny email, cheeky, but what actually happened? Like, did anyone actually get back to you and did any oh uh, yeah yeah I, I remember the the very uh so as i sent it i remember i was still tipsy enough to think it was a good idea to send it to very right. senior people at places like red bull symantec hewlett packard uh loads of other big brands yeah, so this I is very one second, one second. You, you rushed over that but this is very important because yeah. 
I think people listening to this were thinking, okay, he sent it to a bunch of you know potential clients. Who cares? Worst things you know happens. You just yeah. send it to another. You sent it to the the marketing directors of Red Bull yeah. and Pepsi. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. you know that's crazy. That's and the fact that you got responses from them is that's yeah. massive because. You know, if I'm getting emails every day being pitched, and if you know the average person listening to this, if you get spam in your junk, but can you imagine if you were the executive uh, marketing director of Pepsi? Can you imagine how many uh, yeah. spammy messages you get a day? And John, yours actually got a response. Yeah, it's the, some of the uh, gushing responses. Like this is the best call. That I get a million and one of these a week, and I never, I've never responded to one in twenty years wow. until now. Like responses like that, this is the best cold email ever. You've made me laugh out loud. My favourite one though wasn't the gushing complimentary one. It was just really succinct and slightly uh, oxy, like an oxymoron, which was um, uh, my colleague forwarded me your spam email, and we would like to meet you to discuss opportunities. Oh, that's <laughs> which so, just funny. It was so funny! That's brilliant. It was so good. It was so good that someone <laughs> forwarded the spam email. I mean, I tell you one thing: if anyone in my company forwarded me spam, I, that, that would be over. It would be over for them. Like, what are you forwarding me? Spam? Spam. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing, and uh, yeah, the the uh, so the Hewlett Packard contact was the, of the enterprise division, so not of the you know the uh, peripherals and computer. It was their enterprise deals, the stuff that you know really makes them their their money. Hmm. And she said, yeah, I don't even I don't respond to any cold emails. I don't even respond to most of the emails my employees send me, <laughs> let alone cold ones. She said, and it was not in spite of the humour; it was because of it. Yeah. That's what people uh, think is that when you they always say that oh that's all well and good for you, John, but I bet it won't work on CEOs or IT directors or finance directors or in luxury. There's always like these un people mm. that it won't work on and it's like you cannot cat you cannot uh, sort of uh uh, compentalized by uh, by job title and by seniority hmm. it isn't like someone gets it that becomes the ceo of a massive corporation or starts a business that you know it's a huge becomes a huge brand and then decides you know what i don't like to laugh anymore <laughs> that's something i did when i was not successful right. it's just an absurd notion and i don't know why people put people on pedestals hmm. uh, again i suspect some of it is showing respect but i think some of it is just making excuses because they're nervous to do it it's fear i think as well right it's fear yeah you know, yeah. people are people approaching, let's say, for example, someone sees Tony Robbins, you know, in the street or something. And most people would be too scared to approach because it's like, yeah. it's Tony Robbins, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, but and, and here's the thing. Or you get the opposite, the other extreme where you get this guy going, Tony, hello, hello, Tony, hello, Tony. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, like, no, no, okay. no. Right. But when you just treat him like a human being and you maybe make a joke or you say something that he found he finds interesting, then you just. Like he's a human yeah. being at the end of the day. But let's yeah, talk yeah. about humor for a second, John, because oh. humor can fall flat on its face, right? I've yeah. seen people get up on stage and they think they're being smart by saying a, a joke or they're opening up with some yeah. sort of funny remark and it falls flat and of course it's over. Like the whole speech is like, yeah. okay, he, yeah. di he died, she died, you know, on yeah. stage. Yeah. What, what kind of humor are we talking about? Because yours was very tongue-in-cheek humor and also self-deprecation. Yes. Well, yeah, because I, I find that... Obviously, with it, say you're a stand-up, you can go anywhere. You can use whatever humor you want because your job is essentially to make them laugh. And you're not really, you know, you know some of your audience isn't going to like it. That's fine. But our job is different. In business, we still have the humor is a tool to get responses. Hmm. So you can't, uh, a few mistakes people make are the targets of the humor. So that's why when you bring up self-effacing, you're never going to go wrong mocking yourself hmm. because hey, no one can be offended by that. Um, <laughs> uh, being absurd 
it really works but another form that doesn't work is if you pick a reference like a celebrity that you don't like and you mm. mock them so a big example of this would be trump yeah. you're going to split your audience some people are going to get it some people aren't and some people that are even on your side just the mention of a celebrity they don't like is going to put them in a bad mood so don't mm. pick uh celebrities pick oh. a good target for the so i shouldn't, I shouldn't have picked tony robbins just now i'm sorry <laughs> and also, you've got to bear in mind you've got no uh, intonation in text. So you, when people try and do this sort of pretend cocky, mm. it can come off wrong. It can come off just arrogant because they're not reading. You have to remember they're not reading this in your voice. So you have to make sure you read everything and make sure how could this be misinterpreted mm. and maybe send it some peers, friends, colleagues, so they can see because um, that's that's a big mistake people make. So always look at the target of your humour and always make sure that you review it to see how can this be misinterpreted in a really bad you way. You know, it's interesting you say that, John, because one. One of the things I was going to bring out about your email was that it was sent while you were drunk or while you were tipsy. And so you didn't review it. You didn't really put much thought yeah. to it. You just hit the send button. And one of the takeaways I kind of wanted our listeners to go away with was, you know, don't think twice about it. You know, put it out there. Go from the gut. Like, go from something that deep down inside, just send it. Uh, but you just yeah. threw that under the bus, so... <laughs> yeah no yeah just no it's it just um but the thing is it's because for me this was kind of natural like all of that knowledge was kind of built in because i've been uh obsessed with comedy for, for for such a long time so i kind of even when i was writing that drunk i kind of knew the what i what i had to do it was already built in i wish mm. i had to say i had to like sort of practice this for ages and ages and ages but that this kind of writing comes natural to me so yeah. for other people if they're not if that are nervous you can uh, sort of have some people check over if you're worried about using humor. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, if the choice is between not sending any emails at all and doing a bit of checking just to make sure that things can't be interpreted wrong, then sending, mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. But also, it, it does work just uh, getting a little bit tipsy and just going for it as well. Because <laughs> okay. uh, you've got to find out soon enough if, if your emails work or not. So if you take one thing from this whole conversation, it's get a bit tipsy before you send marketing emails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm representing the uh, alcohol lobby on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Red Bull was not a coincidence that you mentioned that in this, uh, you know. So let's, so, so, so humor's one aspect. Let's go through, yeah. let's look, sort of pull out the key ingredients here. So humor's obviously one big major aspect of it. What else is there in there? So, um, I didn't like I, the I greetings think, part. Sorry, can, I, can I just say that the first thing you oh. said was greetings, and that was like, oh, that's risky, because greetings is usually very cold and very informal and very Indian without sounding... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I've noticed that with some uh, Indian uh, yeah. uh, spam that I get, but yeah. I like the word greetings because I see it in a positive way, like, greetings, Daniel! <laughs> like, uh, yeah. so th th there's an example there of... Uh, a prime example there of how something can be interpreted differently to how it's expected. Right. You see greetings in a different way to, to how I do. So there's an example. Uh, I like salutations as well mm. and ahoy. Uh, ahoy ahoy is to, better. Uh, I want to avoid just using dear or hey or nothing. I want every word of my copy mm. to be different to what they've seen, especially the first few lines because that's what they see in the uh, mm. before they open. But I want to do every little bit of my uh, emails to never use a cliche, never use phrases that other people use. Like hello, uh, hey, good Friday, happy Friday. <laughs> Indeed, yes, yeah, like there's all sorts of things, right. and uh, because you're going to be distinct. If the other thing is being distinct and being creative, and th that gets remembered, especially with humour, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the the first part of your message should be disarming and more honest than is uh, normative. Okay. So uh, most people start with, um, uh, "Do you have trouble navigating the 
you know, ever-changing world of social media mm. or, you know, a really formal introduction. I started mm. with that I got their de- that I don't know them. Bad. I got their details from a list mm-hmm. and that being on such a list, they should be proud of that because they've kind of made it. So <laughs> who starts with such honesty? Who who that's usually something that you kind of avoid talking about. I'm going to bring out the elephant in the room and I'm going to talk about it immediately and I'm going to make a joke out of it that is sort of flattering to the person receiving it. Mm. It's like, it's so, people think uh, you should avoid talking about this stuff. I say, say it immediately, make a joke out of it. Then those, those alarm bells, those sails, mm. uh, big walls and, you know, barriers come down because you're making your intentions known and you're being as honest as you possibly can. And Warren Buffett does this in his stock presentations. He starts with the worst news he has because everything else he has to say has more credibility Hmm. when he does that. So essentially you want to, in the first sentence, you want to grab their attention, be different, stand out somehow. And then the second part you want to really kind of, in a way, Mock, mockingly, but in a, but flattering them in a sense, right? So you use a bit of flattery in there as well, but it's obviously, be, yeah. but it's tongue in cheek as well. Um, what else? Well, another way of opening. So actually, um, uh, in my emails, when I started doing this, I uh, was emailing podcasts to go on, and uh, a line that I used to use was, uh, I wanted to introduce, sort of greetings, uh, Daniel, I wanted to introduce myself in a way that showed I was interesting, witty, and clever. Alas, I wrote this email instead. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's good. I kind of wish you did that with me, because that would be great. I would be like, you know how how John got on my show, he sent me this email, so you know it works, but you were referred by a good friend of mine, so. I know, this was from a a previous uh, podcast I was on, I wasn't invited on this time. That's the cool thing about building a following. Initially, you uh, have to call, put yourself out there, Yep. and then as you build yourself up you get start getting invited to things but yeah you start with a line that is uh either more honest than you would expect mm. uh, and, and different and and, and just tongue-in-cheek or f- a little bit funny so it disarms them uh, then the next bit is really uh communicating you know what you do what you offer uh, and and don't waffle this is the, usually the part people write a massive wall of texts describing every feature and benefit that they possibly can and it's like that's not the job of the first contact the first contact is obviously yes make sure you're relevant to the person you're not just emailing them for the sake of it but briefly talk about what you do and uh within that what i've done here is i've recognized that another there's another little bit of cool psychological stuff going on that i can't uh say this as if it's peer-reviewed but uh there's something about people want to discover new talent and people like to help people that are ambitious. So I like to be meek, but direct, uh, sort of ambitious, but humble. Mm. And people like to help those people. Yes. You know, that there is something about like, I found this new talent. And I, you know, when someone wants something and they express it and they're enthusiastic, not arrogantly, but enthusiastic, mm-hmm. but humble, it's very hard not to root to someone like, for someone like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so having that ambitious underdog kind of story in there, yeah. it really, really helped. Yeah, and you're and you're being vulnerable, and people love; they're attracted to to people who are vulnerable. You know. Yeah, it's, that's another psychological thing going on. That it, it, it's the opposite of being, uh, you know, just completely arrogant, which is obviously a quality we don't like. Right. Being vulnerable, people. Yeah, people open up to that. You know. It's, and, it's, and again, it goes it goes back to being childlike in the sense that yeah. why why do we love children? Why why are they all so cute and adorable? And it's their vulnerability, right? They're, they're yeah. harmless and their innocence. And so when you, you kind of bear yourself in that way, uh, people are yeah. attracted to that. 
Exactly, exactly. And and once you've done the uh, communicated who you are, uh, then I what I I make my ask, but I, I sugarcoat it. So uh, instead of um, you know just asking for a call, uh, there's a line in there. First off, I'd love to provide you with some ideas you're free to steal. So instead of them thinking I'm going to be hard sold to on this call, mm. it's oh actually I I'm going to get some ideas and I don't have to speak to them ever again, but I'm I'm going to gain from it. And obviously, I've added my even more absurd line before that, which mm-hmm. is my offer of to take them to coffee or lunch or tequila shots. Yeah. Uh, and I promise to be somewhat entertaining. And if they're lucky, I may even wear a top hat. Mm-hmm. All of that is like, oh, well, actually, this is going to be quite a funny. This is going to be fun call. as well. Yeah, yeah, funny. And, I'm, and I stand to gain something. Mm-hmm. How different is that to a lukewarm so you know someone's yeah. going to accept this they're going to they're going to be looking forward to the meeting and they're already going to like you mm. and people reply to these messages informally and they try and use they use humor in their response so immediately they're talking to you like a friend not like a business yeah. uh, person that you you know you, you're using that sort of uh, lukewarm yeah okay I'll do the call versus oh this email made me laugh out loud yeah. I can't wait to do a call can it's I bring a game my colleague changer. in this how is different a, are those two responses it's a complete game changer because here's the thing for those of you listening and you know this business could be very boring yeah, yeah. especially when you're dealing with executives who are like used to being this you know given the same t- boring tasks and dealing with the same boring people and sitting in the same boring meetings and getting on the same boring calls and here you are almost this burst of light in their dark yeah. dreary day and they're like do you know what i'm really looking forward to this one because this is fun yeah. you know he or she made me laugh you know they they, yeah. they tickled me a little bit and, and that's what they want like people want to have fun you know i just had um joel come on my show i don't know if you know joel yeah uh, I, know, I know uh i know the name definitely yeah uh, go on sorry no so he, he he actually just wrote a book he's just published his book called the fun formula and you know he was telling me how all of his big hits right he's, he's a new york times bestseller he yeah. sold one of his companies to yahoo for for millions of uh, tens of millions of dollars yeah. um and uh, and there were some other major hits that he did. Oh, he's got the number one uh, podcast uh, in the crypto podcast. And nice. all of his major hits that he's had in life, he said, was um, he, he was the, those are the ones that were that were most fun. Like he, yeah. he was just having a good time. He wasn't trying too hard. He wasn't. He didn't have an agenda. He didn't like have a big business plan. It was just yeah. having a good time and having fun. And I feel like. You know, people in business when they when when it's like the same old, same old. It's just nah, I'm not interested. I don't care. You know, most people are, are lazy. Yeah. So you've got to do something different and something fun. And and if you can if you can create more fun in someone else's life, in someone especially in their yeah. business life. Oh my goodness, like you are gold. Yeah, you're gold. It's uh, it's the best first impression you can make. It's uh, and also you get remembered because it's distinct. Because imagine the other hundred emails in their inbox or letters or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, the same is true. I got this, by the way, from Dave Trott, who talks about television advertisements. It's like most of them are not remembered. Yeah. You have to make an impact. And then you've got to make impact, then communicate, then persuade. It's the same with this. If you if you can make an impact and stand out, the brain recognizes patterns. So the more crap they get, the more, <laughs> the better your fun email will stand out. Right. And I've had someone contact me after a year didn't reply to me, but after a year said, I've kept this note for a year now, and we're finally ready to do some uh, mm. guerrilla marketing work. Uh, would you still be interested? That was a year later. That would not happen with a generic uh, three-sentence long cold email that's right. supposedly the best. 
And you know what? It's really funny because um, today I had a photo shoot done for for my new show, um, the Daniel Geffen show. And you know, I, I, I before I went to to do the photo shoot. Um, I was looking for some inspiration, like, you know, how should I, you know, what should the picture look like, you know, what kind of, and I, as I was scrolling through iTunes, I just noticed the same old boring pictures yeah. of people kind of s sitting there smug or looking confident or looking some sort of, you know, and I said to myself, do you know what, I want to be, I want to stand out, I want to be different, and so um, I, I actually, what we did was, we found some light bulbs hanging from a line in the street, you know, when they, like, kind of imagine Christmas decorations, but there were there were light bulbs, and I thought, well, hold on one second, let's try this, I started unscrewing the light bulbs, um, thankfully not getting arrested for it, and <laughs> I lay down on the on, yes. on on the floor and I put the light bulb, put three of these light bulbs on top of my head, and the photographer stood on a chair facing nice. down, and then I did some you know comical face. I was like making some some yeah. funny looking face, and that's going to be the podcast artwork for my show. And you know when people are scrolling and they see the same yeah. like faces, and then they suddenly see this weird looking funny wacko guy doing this expression with like light bulbs on his head. Oh, who, who would you want to like? What? What do you want yeah, to click gonna, on? Right? Do you know what I'm saying? That's going to make you stop scrolling. Uh, it's the it, it will make you stop scrolling, and then you obviously win them over with what it's about. It's the same with uh, my uh, LinkedIn profile picture, which is the same one that you can see on my yeah. profile at the moment. The uh, me rescuing a uh, baby in a basket of kittens from a burning building. <laughs> uh, there's two of me in the photo, so it's uh, allegedly uh, photoshopped. Oh, and, uh, that's thought... my LinkedIn profile picture, and that's when it. people are scrolling through. That's going to get people's attention. And also, as we've said before, it qualifies your audience because that you know that they're going to like this stuff. The, the people that are like, oh, God, what's that? That's, <laughs> not, that's not professional. We don't want those people to get in touch. They right. can go with the other stern people. Absolutely. So it's, uh, it does two things at once. You actually look like Jack Bauer a little bit. Did anyone tell you that? <laughs> Someone sent me that. I, I, the, it was my favourite kind of response that wasn't like a, you know, a, yeah. you know, gushing praise one. It was something like, uh, "You look like an out of work Jack Bauer." <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. That was the most funniest <laughs> response. Yeah. I really liked it. It's brilliant. <laughs> and again, for those of you listening to this, I mean, I'm looking at the picture now because it's your Skype image. It's, it's literally John is holding a newborn baby. I don't know where you got that from. Or maybe it's your own. Uh, and behind him is this like house on fire like huge flames it's just hilarious it's this brilliant. is originally my uh, tinder photo and it worked there so i thought <laughs> kidding. Work on LinkedIn. that's brilliant and i that's actually split test stuff test it on there if it yeah. works use it on your business stuff not all the time it depends on the content but yeah that it's uh it's it's all asks it's all getting attention so yeah uh, anything you can do that's creative that's going to stand out with with artwork or with words it, it, it's it, it's amazing the huge advantage you can get there's a great mm. quote uh, creativity is the last unfair advantage over the competition mm. and i think that kind of summarizes the kind of stuff we're talking about yeah and i noticed something also about your email is that you you went for the kill on the first in the first uh, yeah. touch right which a lot of people especially a lot of marketers uh, the experts they'll tell you you know you can't uh, get married on the first date, right? You can't go yeah. for the you can't go for the ask in the first thing. You have to first send one email, which is just hello, how you doing? Let's be friends, right? You know, and then another email, hey, just want to check up on you and see. And then finally, maybe you can you know go for that yeah. ask. You went straight in with it. You're just like boom in the first email, which I thought was well, very I, gutsy, and it worked. I think it's most. I th sorry, gone. Sorry. No, I was going to say it, but it, but it worked. So 
Because, yeah, it's, you know. well, here's, here's how I look at that. I can see the compelling logic behind people that do that. But for me, if I'm being super honest, I think such an approach is kind of duplicitous, that you're kind of pretending that you haven't yeah. got uh, a motive yeah. when you clearly have. And I think they know that. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's like, I'm going to say it in the first, in the first thing. I'm not going to uh, pretend that, oh, you know what? We should do business together. <laughs> I haven't thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's like, you know there's an agenda. Like, you know, I love it when people reach out to me on fa- like Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn especially. They go, yeah. I go, they go, hey, Daniel, how are you doing? And I'm like, Hey Simon, what the hell do you want? <laughs> Come on, you know you're not like trying to be buddy buddy. It's like you know, hey, let's just. I just want to. You know, I was thinking about you today, Daniel. You know, I just like wanted to find out how you're doing. Get to the bloody point. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like the the, the phrase that uh, this is summarized in, and I'm sure I, I've, this is not. It's the first time I've criticized this phrase, but it's along the same lines of in calling a sales call a discovery call, or yeah. uh, there's all those things. Right, you know, it just get to the get to the point and and, and be honest. And uh, yeah, there's there's something about that approach where the, there is logic to it, but uh, I think if you if you make your ask in a charming way, you don't have to do that kind of those kind of tactics. Right, and I think people appreciate, especially busy people, they they know they're smart, they're not stupid, they know that you're that you've got an agenda, and in their mind they're just like, look, get to the point. And if you haven't got to the point in the first message, then. Yeah most likely they're just going to ignore it because they don't want to engage in and unravel your little onion that you've got there. It's like a little surprise I've got for you. I'm going to spring it on in about five emails. Like, no, I, I don't have time for you to play games here. Just tell me what the heck you want. Um, but I think if you yeah. package it in the way that, that you've done, John, it, you can go for that ask in the first instance. And that's yeah. another thing that you're going to save time. Because instead of having to send seven messages to each person you're reaching out to, you send one. If they don't respond to the first one, you know that that's not a fit. Um, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't follow up. I'm sure that, you know, following up with a cheeky thing like, oh, I guess I'm not important to you or something like that, you know. I used to, uh, yeah, there's all, all sorts of, all sorts. Like, I, I, when I first started doing this, I started, I would send one email and I wouldn't do follow-ups. So, like, mm. it just worked so well. And I just didn't think to do it because I didn't look up how you meant to do cold email. <laughs> My way of improving response rates was to first send it as a letter with the actual sticker and then follow up with an email a few days later that mentioned the silly item in the subject line. So I would put, sorry for the ferret in the post. <laughs> My open rates were like 80% plus. Of course. Uh, and then later I realized, like, oh, yeah, you can send follow-ups. And then obviously that increased it further. But when I first did this, it was literally for three years, I didn't change a word of the email other than the prospect's first name. Uh, that was all I changed because I was like, I found a magic trick. Uh, and obviously I, I reverse engineered it and, and all, all of this stuff happened in, in, in the last year. But yeah, it, it, with the right approach, uh, you know, it's the same, whatever your ask might be. So we've spoken a lot about this is for booking sales calls and sales meetings, but mm. I've used the same approach to get journalists to reply to me to cover my clients, mm. uh, to get onto podcasts, to get people to events and seminars, even even serious people that apparently don't have a sense of humor, according <laughs> to some people like IT directors. No, they really? responded to this too. Uh, to get my friends as many job interviews as they want, even if they had no experience wow. uh, in, in, the, in the market. So pretty much any ask that you've got, uh, being disarming, uh, it, it is a huge benefit and uh, there are different rules at play to, to, to traditional persuasive copywriting, direct response copywriting, which is important if you're trying to sell information products mm. or whatever it might be but for this, you're not trying to get people to click buy, you're getting to hit reply 
and uh, it's a different style of writing that is uh, that can be effective in, in, in that regard. Does it work for sales copy on a landing page, for example, or getting someone to put their email address in? Like, I, I'm assuming. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say I assume that the, the psychology works, the principles work. So why wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, so for opt-ins, uh, again, being just super honest. So in my Facebook group, uh, when you join, hmm. the, one of the three questions that's asked is, would you like a magic email cheat sheet? If yes, please put it below. If not, leave it blank. I won't be too offended. And hmm. I think it's a sad face or a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, most people put it because I've given them a choice and I've made a little joke out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also does work for sales pages in that you're adding personality, but you do need some of the more traditional direct response uh, stuff as well, like you know, social proof and a uh, scarcity obviously works well. All right. of those things you can blend in, and you do need to. You can use humour to build rapport and mm. to disarm people, but uh, you do need some of those other tactics you need to, substance. To, to make it, right. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just be a clown. Yeah. Just, all the way people just think it's a joke. They don't. Yeah. Is this serious or not? <laughs> so you have to kind of blend it for that. Right. And uh, like, I just, can I just say? Is, I was just thinking can, of an example. I was actually thinking of an example, like let's say, for example, I've been in Forbes and Inc. And, and, and some other places, and I was thinking, like, instead of saying, you know, as featured in, like everybody else does, it could be like, um, uh, you know, um, places my mum is, is proud that I've been featured in. Or something like, do you know, it's like cheeky, it makes me look human, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've done one where uh, I had a list of testimonials, and one of them was from me and myself, that I'd written myself blatantly, and I said, here's a list of testimonials, mm. only one of them is fake. Can't spot which one. <laughs> and it's so obvious which one is fake because right. it says my name on it. Yeah. And so you can do little things like that. Uh, and yeah, so th there is a way of writing. And the other reason it works is because it, it, it's distinct. Everyone knows what a long form sales letter looks like. Yeah. So you add some of these elements in, uh, it makes it more palatable and you keep winning people's attention. And that's important when you're trying to get them to read a long pitch. So uh, that's Absolutely. something I'm working on at the moment is perfecting that balance for sales letters because uh, it is a little bit different. You're trying to get people to buy not just click reply. So these different media types, the context changes a little bit, but yeah, you can use pretty much a lot of the same tricks and joke formulas and such like. Yeah, and especially in today's world where everything is, is so, every, like there's just new things happening every day. And so you, if you're not evolving and you're not innovating, then you're, you're pretty much, you know, old school. Um, and yeah. the problem is, is it's so... Um, easy to copy nowadays so everybody's copying the latest thing so the latest thing becomes really old really fast so unless you're really using the principles which we've discussed in this conversation you're you're just like everybody else same boring yeah. same boring thing um yeah this is uh, actually a topic i i've wanted to write an article about or talk about in some way is there is a and this is going to sound silly because I sell template packs myself and mm. I understand why templates are useful, but there is a mode of being in the entrepreneurial world where it's, here's the perfect webinar template or here's the perfect sales funnel, here's the perfect uh, email template for selling, whatever it might be. Yeah. And then people, all they do is seek to be the best version of that template. Mm. And when you do that, obviously there is there's good reasons for doing that but you're going to miss out on all of the things the creative things you could try and you might find something that's really clever like when i accidentally found this i would never try that should i if i'd have taken the advice of all of those blogs that said three lines no humor did mm. all these rules i would have never found this thing which uh, apparently shouldn't work uh, people should hate this mm -hmm. oh and if it does work it won't work on these people i would never have found this route so you should definitely put some of your time into trying things 
that aren't in a template or are things that you shouldn't do and see see what you can do not all of your budget but some of your time some of your budget should be ex spent experimenting because that's how you find new things and it's just more fun it is it's way more fun i mean you know think about it for a second you've got to do it anyway right it's part of being uh, in a biz in business you've got to send sales pitches you've got to get on the phone and sell people you know you've got to you know build your following and you've got to be getting yourself out there you've got to be doing all these things anyway you know creating ads whatever it is that you're doing yeah. why not make it fun like business could, yeah. business could be fun that's that's the most i mean for me this is like the most liberating thing if i was listening if i was listening to this i'd be like oh my god this is like mondays don't need to be boring anymore you get up and you could just have fun like you know um and it's amazing. It's 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 a, like I can't believe I get to do this for a living. Like, and I, I'm right. launching a uh, print zine. I say print zine because print newsletter makes anything sound the most boring thing <laughs> in the world. But right. I'm releasing a print newsletter, a charmhensive one. And it's I'm just like, hey, do I get to do this for a living? I've you know I've just been myself. Obviously, I've got something that works. Mm. Uh, like business is so much fun. I remember when it wasn't. You know, I I, I was good at it, but it wasn't fun. And the more I've been myself, the more I've been able to help people and the more money I've made. So I, I highly, uh, if anyone needs permission when they're listening to this to do this, uh, you have my permission, <laughs> should that mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and by the way, again, I want to I wanna really reiterate this point. This can be applied anywhere. So don't just think of this as, okay, when I send an email. Use this everywhere. Use it on your LinkedIn profile. Right? How many LinkedIn profiles have you seen? And it's the same cookie cutter. And again, it's the, the experts ruin everything because they're like, oh, I've got this 15 and a half steps to a great LinkedIn profile. And it's the same boring thing. It's like, look yeah. what I've been featured and look what I've done. And, you know, this is my story and this is blah, blah, blah. Use yeah. the same principles here that we're talking about for, for your LinkedIn profile and wh whatever else, that, how, wherever else you are on the interwebs or whatever you're doing, yeah. use the same principles yeah. and, they, and they work. I, I'm, I'm experimenting at the moment with uh, all the different types of ads, so Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Reddit ads, Instagram, etc., etc. Uh, promoted tweets. I'm t experimenting uh, using this kind of copy to get my content seen, to get people to opt in, mm. uh, experiment with chatbots. So there's all these fun experiments going on, and it, it, that's the great thing about this approach of... Uh, uh, creativity and using humor is it's not limited to any one platform media type if all technology ceased to exist I could get clients with a pen and paper and that is the beauty of using <laughs> yeah. humor and, and a creative writing style to, to get attention is that it doesn't matter the media type yeah again because principles last forever they're eternal and principles that, endure yeah. absolutely and that's why this is so crucial because the thing is is you get so many people saying I'm a Facebook expert, right? I'm a Facebook ads expert. Learn, learn Facebook, right? But the problem is, is that by the time you actually learn Facebook, Facebook is no longer relevant, right? Now yeah. it's like, oh, now it's Instagram, right? Oh, okay. By the time you figured out how to crack Instagram, everybody knows how to do it already. And then the new thing is something else. What's great about what we're talking about here, John, is these are timeless. You can use this no matter what. Like you just said, pen and pencil, it works. Right? Yeah. Did I just say pen and pencil? <laughs> I said pen uh, and yeah, pencil. Yeah. Well, even, pen. even yeah. Uh, pen. Pen paintings. Paper, uh, yeah. Yeah, the media, yeah, they're just media types, all this stuff, like uh, radio ads, TV ads, billboards, where cold email, etc., etc. They're just media types. And uh, if, if you're able to uh, phrase sentences in ways that makes people smile, 
uh, that is going to benefit you uh, no matter what you do, whether you want to win your dream client or get your estate agent to fix something in your apartment more expediently than they would normally. Uh, for whatever ask you've got, uh, whatever goal you've got, uh, this this can apply to it. And uh, that's, it, it, that's such a cool thing. This has been incredible, John. I'm really glad that, that we got together. I think this is such, it really is. It's I mean, it's valuable content. Uh, for those of you listening, you, you really, I'm serious, like put this into practice. Seriously. In fact, you know, let's throw out a little challenge. I, I'd like, I like challenges for people. So Excellent. here's a little challenge for you guys. I want you to send me an email. Um, and why don't they CC John in as well, right? John, what's your email address? Let's give them your email address. Yeah, you can copy me in at uh, John, J-O-N, at charm-offensive.co.uk. So J-O-N at charm-offensive.co.uk. Yeah, so if you're listening to this on your mobile phone or wherever you are, um, you know, pause it, write that down so that you can remember it for later so you can email it. So, and then if you email me, it's daniel at danielgeffen.com. That's daniel at danielgeffen.com, one F, remember, one F. Um, and I want to play a game. I want you to reverse engineer John's email. Um, and I want you to use the principles that we discussed here. And I want you to try and get John and I to respond to you. If we feel like it is, uh, that you've used the principles and that we've been, uh, you know, we, you've caught our attention, we'll respond and we'll open up the dialogue and we'll be able to, you know, awesome. give you feedback as well. But that's a little game, little challenge for you. For those of you that you know really want to take this um, seriously and um, put it into action, that's a challenge. Send me an email, CC John in, and uh, hopefully both of us. You'll know you'll know that you've done really well if both John and I both respond. Yeah, um, and it's a charmer. It's a charmer. And what I'll do is I'll also. <laughs> um, um, promote that so whoever you know whoever we end up responding to i'll put it out there on social um, maybe john will do the same and we'll use you guys yeah, yeah. we'll use you as a case study as well so you'll get a little bit of uh, um exposure which is always good awesome. john how else can people uh, get in touch with you if they want to follow you and uh, sure um, so uh, prelim- uh, either my facebook group which is called charm offensive uh that's a I really recommend that. There's loads of uh, uh, great free articles, uh, yeah. useful stuff in there. Also, charm-offensive.co.uk is my website. And you can find me on uh, LinkedIn as well just by searching for John Buchan, and you'll see me rescuing the uh, baby and basket of uh, kittens from a burning building. So any of those three uh, will work well. Brilliant. John, this has been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for letting me pick your creative brain. And uh, thank you to all my listeners out there. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.